And now we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament. And our narrative today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 29. We'll read through chapter 21, verse 22. Here is a brief overview of some of what we'll be reading about today. Matthew records that there were two blind men, while Mark and Luke mention only one. This is probably the same event, uh, but Mark and Luke single out the uh, more vocal of the two men. Now the blind men called Jesus Son of David, because the Jews knew that the Messiah would be a descendant of David. These blind beggars could see that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah, while the religious leaders who witnessed Jesus' miracles were just blind to his identity, refusing to open their eyes to the truth. Now, seeing with your eyes doesn't guarantee seeing with your heart. Now, although Jesus was concerned about the coming events in Jerusalem, he demonstrated what he had just told the disciples about service by stopping to care for the blind men. And as we read on down here to verse 22, where it talks about moving mountains by faith, uh, this verse is not a guarantee that we can get anything we want simply by asking Jesus and believing. God does not grant requests that would hurt us or others or that would violate His own nature or will. Now, Jesus' statement is not a blank check. To be fulfilled, our requests must be in harmony with the principles of God's kingdom. The stronger our belief, the more likely our prayer will be in line with God's will. And then God will be happy to grant them. All right, let's read today here in the New Testament. January 31st, the New Testament, Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, through chapter 21, verse 22. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet, the crowd yelled at them. But they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus heard them, he stopped and called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. Then they followed him. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there, with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, Tell the people of Israel, Look! Your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him, and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! For the Son of David, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. 
Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David! But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the Scriptures? For they say, You have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany, where he stayed overnight. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, How did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. Psalm 25, verses 16 through 22. Do life's problems always seem to go from bad to worse? God is the only one who can reverse this downward spiral. He can take our problems and turn them into glorious victories. The first and foremost important step is that we, like David, must cry out, Turn to me and have mercy. When we're willing to do that, God will do His work in us and in our situation. The next step is yours. God has already made His offer. We need integrity and honesty to preserve us along life's way. The psalm writer asks for these to protect him step by step. Honesty says, this is the shepherd's way. And integrity says, I will walk consistently in it. Psalm 25, verses 16 through 22. Turn to me and have mercy, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me, rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced, for in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me, for I put my hope in you. O oh God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 through 15. What are worthless and wicked people like? They are constant liars, signaling their deceit with a wink of the eye, a nudge of the foot, or the wiggle of fingers. Their perverted hearts plot evil, and they constantly stir up trouble. But they will be destroyed suddenly, broken in an instant, beyond all hope of healing.
something beloved you need to remember that the only reason why you're in that position now is because God had ordered your steps and the only reason why the devil is hitting you like he's hitting you is because he has literally peeked into your future and he sees what God's about to bring you into that's why you can't depend on nothing but the word of God